Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance this morning in this studio where I currently sit. We talk to the commissioner of Major League Baseball about the home run record, about the playoffs, and a whole lot more. We've got that coming up for you, plus my new career, which may begin really, really soon. Let's do this. Here we go! Only one place to start. All right, so the one place we'll start will be with the baseball uh, today, and we have plenty of football ready to roll as we go this morning, including my takes. we got a who you got. we got a lot of things to get to, but I do want to start because we've talked so much about this this week. With my conversation with the commissioner, the assembled members of the hashtag crew are here. Hembo with me in studio, Nuno and Bubba, as always, back in Bristol. Uh, Hembo, we had the commissioner of baseball here. Obviously, he was here to promote the start of the baseball playoffs, which will be on ESPN TV and radio starting tomorrow, which is great. But the timing of it was fortuitous in that he was here two days after Aaron Judge hit a home run that has engendered a great deal of conversation. So we were excited to talk to the commissioner about it this morning. No question about it. I was really interested to hear what he had to say, not just about his you know, reaction to the milestone, because most everyone across baseball had a similar one. More to the fact that we've talked a lot over the last week or two or three about what the commissioner specifically or what Major League Baseball might do to delineate this record from Bonds and McGuire and Sosa. So that was what I was most looking forward to hearing him talk about. And let me tell you in advance, he was ready for it, and he wasn't going there. Uh, if, if I wanted to cut to the chase, if it's one place to start, brought to you by ZipRecruiter, try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. I asked the question four different ways, and I'm telling you right now, they're not putting this in the record book. It's just that simple. Unless he has a significant change of heart, change of mind, or some other circumstances come into play that at this moment I can't even really picture what they would have to be this is not going to happen so i'll play you all of the sound bites that i have it starts with this i asked him as basically as i could to begin his reaction to seeing judge hit the 62nd home run i was thrilled for our fans i mean it was something that everyone was anticipating um thrilled for aaron it's a monumental uh, achievement uh, and i think it's one that will stand the test of time so stand the test of time Gave me my opening. Mm -hmm. So right there, boom, there I go. Well, the test of time is an interesting way to put to that. So uh, we got people, we got fans, we got media, we got Bob Costas, we got Roger Maris Jr. and many others who wonder on the record, is this the record? Should this be considered the real record? I asked his response to people who would say that, um, and here's what he said. Well, the record books say what they say. Um, I think that over the history of the game, there have been different eras. The ball performed differently. The equipment was different. And I think the best way to handle it is let fans make their own judgment as to what records are most significant to them. So let's make sure we're clear, Hembo, for all the fans listening to this conversation who may not know what he means by that. There have been multiple eras through the history of baseball. We all talk about the steroid era because it got a lot of attention and it was recent. But baseball, he's correct when he says the sport has gone through multiple different eras where the numbers do look different. And they're not afraid to point those out. The dead ball era dated from 1876 to 1919. They used pretty much the same ball the whole game starting in 1920. 
We now call it the live ball era. Since 1920, we call it the live ball era. When they mix in baseballs, it's a lot more lively. There's the integration era, uh, era, excuse me, 1947. Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. We make that distinction. Same goes for the divisional era. 1969, that's also the year that Major League Baseball lowered its mound. So there are any number of distinctions baseball already makes to the exact point that Rob Manfred is making. Okay, so I tried. So I asked him that. He said that. Oh, we delineate this a whole bunch of different ways. I said, okay, well, if they're already judging these things differently based on the different eras, would it be possible to consider um, putting some sort of delineation in about this mark considering the steroid era is one of those eras. And here's what he said. Well, there's just so many different variables. You know, there was a period of time when, um, you know, the ball was different. There's a period of time where, obviously, we had steroid use. I, I think, in effect, people do that already. That when, when they look at the numbers, they look at the numbers and make a judgment based on the era in which those numbers were achieved. Okay, so he said people already do that. At that moment, I knew I was in trouble mm. because that's a tough one to combat. If he's going to say that, I know he's not going with me to my next place. But I tried. I said, the fans already do that because we all remember the steroid era. But 50 years from now, 100 years from now, people won't be able to contextualize it that way. And the 62 maybe deserves to be commemorated in some ways. How about that? And he was ready. I think that um, numbers that were achieved during the dead ball era, which Mm. was hundreds, every fan knows that. I mean, they know that and they understand that. And I think that um, with respect to these home run numbers, uh, fans of the game are going to continue to have that historical context. So to be and and he if you notice, his answers are short, they're direct, but it was. I know him well enough to know, and I have done enough interviews to know, that when the answers are as direct and as generally short as those are, this is a mind made up, and this is he's not going it. He's not doing it. So you can think what you wish of that, but it's not going to happen. So the idea that there will be a, a new special category for Aaron Judge's 62 home runs in the record book as a clean record or the record post-steroid use or however we might otherwise have suggested it could happen, that he made it very clear, and it's his job to make this decision, not mine. He made it very clear that's not going to happen. The commissioner himself on multiple occasions is acknowledging the different eras throughout baseball that impacted numbers, that impacted the way the game was being played. So even if you aren't to cast aspersions or even to make a value judgment for those 20 years in which baseball was not testing, there is nothing fundamentally different from that than saying the dead ball era. Because at that point, scoring was suppressed. During the steroid era, scoring skyrocketed. You can, you can have both at the same time, I guess is what I'm saying. Part of me wonders, though, if Major League Baseball is so hesitant to go there with the record book because doing so would make them, in some sense, culpable for the fact that they weren't testing and, in some ways, kind of looked the other way during that period. A lot of people took umbrage when Bud Selig got into the Hall of Fame because, you know, Bud Selig looked the other way. I kind of believe that, kind of don't. But either way you slice it, Major League Baseball has done the best they could to keep that conversation afar. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com careers. It is not my job to defend Bud Selig. It is not my job to defend Rob Manfred. But I will offer these defenses of them. The argument that Bud Selig looked, quote, looked the other way is not fair. He was there 
It happened on his watch. It would have happened on anyone's watch. If you go back in time, and again, there's not really any obvious reason to relitigate this right now, but I was covering this day in, day out. I remember back in those days on Mike and Mike, we would sometimes get criticized by people saying, why do you talk about steroids so much? But we felt it was a very important topic, and we were into talking about it, and we did. Uh, every day. And what I will say is the union fought them tooth and nail. The baseball's ownership was talking about steroid testing. Now, did they really want to? Were they doing it somewhat half-heartedly? Were they at the same time counting the receipts and and, and the ticket sales and the TV ratings and everything else? Perhaps. Mm. But the absolute truth is the primary reason that no drug testing was instituted during that time, or at least an equivalent reason, was the Players Association. They weren't at all interested. They weren't having it. And it was not until Jose Canseco wrote that book that it went exploded and all of a sudden there was a demand, the whole world, there was an outcry that it changed. But I'm sitting here telling you right now, when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa broke those records in 1998, the reaction of the public was not, well, these guys are obviously cheating. Why isn't anyone doing anything about it? Everyone had the same opportunity to know everything. And we all, to some degree, are culpable in that we kind of sat back and enjoyed what we were seeing. Doesn't feel right now. I get that. But the idea that Bud Selig doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, a man who made extraordinary changes to Major League Baseball to the point that I don't know where it would be as a sport today if they hadn't done some of the things they did over the nonsensical machinations of the traditionalists who are that sport's biggest fans and biggest enemy, the same people who will tell you that instituting a pitch clock in the sport is a bad idea for next year when it has been demonstrated that it'll take 25 minutes of nothing out of the game. So the traditionalists who are bemoaning this obviously need 25 minutes of watching a man adjust his cup and spitting because that's all it is that's getting cut out. How many times can a person adjust their batting gloves? So the, the traditionalists standing in the way. So again, was it all handled perfectly? Of course not. Were mistakes made? Yes. Were they made by the people in charge? Of course. But they were made by everybody. It was a complicated time. And by the way, it was happening in every sport. Baseball is just the one we all pointed at for one reason and one reason only. And it's because the most beloved record in sports fell. If every record in pro football had been falling, we'd be talking a lot more about it. No one ever brings up that the, seven, the, the Steelers of the 70s, who we just ta- I just waxed rhapsodic about yesterday with this news. Again, thank God Terry Bradshaw is doing okay, but I hadn't even heard about it over the weekend that Terry was battling cancer and now seems to be cancer-free. God bless him, Terry Bradshaw, we love you. But I mean, the Steelers of the 70s, the, the Steel Curtain Steelers, they was rampant with drug use. No one discredits them. Does anyone ever mention that? I've never even, I don't think most people even know it. But baseball gets hit with it. That's their lot in life. It is what it is. It's not my job to defend them. I don't care about it one way or the other. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I would like to see this for judge, and I'd like to see it for the future of the sport because the chase of the home run record is an exciting thing to witness. And if we're going to leave the record, if we're going to say the record is 73 and there's nothing else to talk about, we'll never have a legitimate chase again. Mm. We just won't. So I want to ask you then. With, pardon the pun, do you think the juice was worth the squeeze? Of? Well, 
we know baseball, the, you know, the, the strike of 94 was a black eye on baseball that it took years to recover from. And 98 energized this country in a way that the sport had not seen probably since 1941. It happened. It brought people back to baseball. It filled stadiums. It captivated the country. Obviously, now <laughs> we know that it was not played on the level. But some part of me wonders still if the juice was worth the squeeze. Meaning, was the steroid era a net positive or net negative for baseball in total? That's what I mean. That's a really interesting question. It's one I hadn't pondered, but we will. I'm going to bring Nuno in on it. I'm going to bring Bubba in on it. We will talk more about that, but then I promise we are getting on to other business today as well. Uh, it's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Uh, we got my takes coming up. We got my new career, which may be right around the corner, and we have me going viral yesterday for the most ridiculous ridiculous reason I could ever imagine. We'll talk about all that as we get rolling this morning. I'm Greeny and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. 
Now, we'll put everything else on hold for a minute. Jeff Passan is our senior baseball writer. He's just terrific. You don't need me to tell you who Jeff Passan is. And, and Jeff, first off, welcome. Thank you for doing this. I know it's short notice and you're flying around and the playoffs start tomorrow and everything else. But, but, but like Greeny, everybody, Greeny before, we, before we do this, do you eat cookies with a fork and knife? I, I eat anything with a fork. And anything that can be eaten should be eaten with some sort of utensil uh, or other vessel. <laughs> If if there's a cookie and it's a particularly crispy one, you can pick it up with a napkin. Yep. Like I'll, I'll eat it with a napkin. I don't ah, like. I don't like to get my my so fingers on so it. It's mostly the it's it's mostly the skin to skin to calorie touch that offends you. Yeah, I don't like it. So so Jeff has taken us there. All right. So yesterday, you have a minute, Jeff. I I, I got to send to you. We're in a hurry. Do I have that wrong? Like, do you have a little time here? What Not have you got? I, I'm, I'm probably annoying my Uber driver on the way to the airport right now, but uh, she she has just gotten off of her shift as a paramedic, so she's probably annoyed already anyway. Fair enough. Okay, so let me, uh, l- l- let me explain to anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about what we're talking about. It is no secret that I eat everything with a fork and knife. It is no secret that I'm a germaphobe, and, I mean, this has been a talking point around me for a very long time. Yesterday, they posted, I, I did an interview with a guy named Kevin Clark, who's very smart and very funny, and he has a podcast that is called Slow News Day, and we taped the interview on Monday, and it was released yesterday, and we talked at some length about how I, I eat everything with a fork and knife. I eat sandwiches with a fork and knife. I eat uh, pizza with a fork and knife. I eat uh, wings, buff on Super Sunday. Stace posted a picture of me eating wings with a fork and knife. <laughs> None of this is new, is the thing. And all of a sudden, someone says to me yesterday, Greeny, you realize you've gone viral. Like, every, every, every outlet that covers what we do for a living picked this up and wrote stories about it. And all I, my only reaction is, like, where you been? Like, this is not new, Jeff. I, I, I eat everything that can be eaten with any kind of um, utensil. I like the spork. I think the spork is an underrated uh, little thing. I, I don't I I don't like I getting my with, fingers with, on it. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I'm just it, it's 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 incredible to me that you can engage in absolute lunatic behavior for your entire life and mm-hmm. just now is the internet finding out about it. I listen, Greeny, I respect it, man. Yeah. I respect the hustle. I respect anything that's different than what the norm is. It makes no sense to me. You are a spectacular weirdo, but it's great. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even think it's that weird. I'm not going to sit here and defend the oh, behavior. It's weird. Oh, it's Come weird, on. Greeny. It's weird. It's, it, I, was, I, I had to catch myself from an FCC violation. That's how weird <laughs> <laughs> it's weird as heck. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess it is. You know, I mean, uh, Stace posted a picture of me eating wings on Super Bowl Sunday with a fork and knife, and I thought nothing of it. <laughs> And Stephen A. Smith lost his mind on me, like literally came in to do the NBA with me, uh, whatever our next show was, and just wanted to talk about this for like 15 minutes. I love wings, but I do not like have they, they leave a smell on your fingers for the remainder of the day. You can wash your hands 15 times and douse them in something that has it a different odor. And I will still smell the buffalo sauce on my fingers for the rest of the day. So you eat them with a fork and knife, you alleviate that problem, Jeff. It doesn't seem to me to be that unusual a decision. Yeah. My, my, my greatest level of respect for you comes from the fact that you could have gone to 
boneless wings because they are clearly better for the germaphobe who doesn't want to pick up the bone-in wing, mm-hmm. and yet you recognize the superiority as a product of the bone-in wing oh, yeah. and have stuck with that to the point where you will still use a fork and a knife for a food that is absolutely antithetical to fork and knife use. I, I don't acknowledge boneless wings. Like, to me, those aren't <laughs> wings. <laughs> that, that, I don't Thanks. know what... That, yes, they're not. They're chicken. They're chicken nuggets. They're just okay. little pieces of chicken, and 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 I don't. So I I like the wings. There's I, I enjoy everything about the wing. I enjoy the act of getting the chicken off of the wing with my fork and knife. I I, I anyway. So challenge, eh? This is how I eat. What can I tell you? So uh, everyone had a little fun with that yesterday at my expense. In the in the big picture, it's a fairly benign thing to be made fun of. So I'm 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 okay with it now. Let's get down to business. I had, I had Manfred in today, and he made it very clear. He, the, the, the home runs that Aaron Judge hit this season will be the American League record and nothing more than that until the end of time. I would like yep. to see it a little different. Everything that I've seen from you suggests you agree with him. I'm not going to – you take it. You take the floor and you tell me what you think of the entire situation. I, I think that there, there are two takeaways here. Number one, um, usually baseball's history, be, or baseball's present events being viewed through a historical lens is a good thing for the sport. It brings together generations. It brings together stars. But in this case, um, I, I think it's harmful toward what Aaron Judge has done. Aaron Judge has had an all-time great season and focusing on how he got there what he has done this year in the environment in which he has done it, as opposed to how it compares to people in the past, because comparing it to people in the past only leads down paths like, unfortunately, this one, where it's even questioned where he ranks when the reality is Aaron Judge right now is having an unbelievable season in an environment where next to nobody is doing that offensively. But if we are going to take it there historically, Greeny, my my disappointment with the takes about trying to bifurcate this record like Roger Maris Jr. wants, like some others want, where you would have a clean home run record and a PED home run record, is that it's ahistorical. We have to understand that sports is full of ugliness. It's not something that anyone likes. I'm not sitting here advocating for PED use. I think it sucks that the the home run record, both single season and all time, are in question at all. I think Barry Bonds was a brilliant Hall of Fame caliber player who got greedy and used PEDs because greatness was not enough for him, just like it wasn't for Alex Rodriguez, just like it wasn't for so many others who used PEDs. But once we start going into that realm, Greeny, it opens up Pandora's box, and I'm not sure that people who want to split the record are comfortable opening. Because if all of a sudden there's question about a single-season home run record or any other individual accomplishment, how do you separate that from what teams have done? How do you not look at the 2009 Yankees with four PED users and bring into question their championship? How do you not look at the 2000 Yankees with 10 the 1999 Yankees with six, the 1998 Yankees with three, the 1996 Yankees with two. How do you not say, well, those were all tainted too? How do you have one and not the other? And if, Greeny, you have both, then okay. 
respect for you having that position. But at that same time, if you do have both, then you are essentially erasing 20-plus years of history, of things that happened, of facts in a moral judgment. And I'm sorry, but none of us is strong enough morally to sit here and erase history. See, I, I understand what you're saying. Jeff Passett is with me. I understand what you're saying. But I don't think they're necessarily the same thing. First of all, I don't think that by acknowledging that there were steroid users on those Yankee teams and other champions that we are invalidating 20 years of history because what we don't fully know is how many players were using on all the other teams. But the reason that my perspective on performance-enhancing drugs in the sport, Jeff, evolved so much over time was I went from thinking that it was an isolated problem to, to understanding that it was just so widespread that it's impossible to even say anyone had an advantage because who knows? I mean, I remember I had Steve Phillips when he worked with us at ESPN saying that when he was a general manager, his feeling was, well, I don't like steroids, but if other guys are doing it, then I hope my guys are doing it because that's, that's the reality of it. So I don't know that the competitive advantage level of it from team to team is something that we will ever understand. But here's the more important second point that there is such the out the nature to which those four seasons are an outlier to me is impossible uh-huh. to overlook and it, Aaron Judge yesterday became the first player in the 150 whatever it is season history of the sport to ever hit 62 home runs except for a four-year period where it happened six times. Now, to me, it's just yeah. not reasonable to say, well, we just have to li- – if we're going to take the record and say it's something that could bring fans to the sport and it's exciting when someone is chasing and all the rest of that, I think to sort of pretend that doesn't exist, it's too much of an outlier to overlook. Yeah, there's no question it's an outlier. We, we- Uh-oh. As much of an outlier as it might be, mm-hmm. it's impossible for us to quantify. And and that's you know, listen. When I was when I was going around on the Bonds chase and covering him, um, and shoot, this was a while ago now. Um, I had a I had a different perspective than I do, and I think my perspective too has evolved in a similar way to yours, where it's it's not that I want to look past what happened from you know nineteen. 19- 85, if, if we want to go all the way back to like the beginning of when steroids were coming into the sport to, you know, the mid 2000s. Um, I just have an incredibly difficult time wrapping my arms around it, one, and two, trying to figure out just how much of an effect that this had. And I, listen, uh, we are in a time in baseball that quantification is incredibly important to trying to understand what we're watching. We have numbers for everything. We have analysts who are really, really good at breaking down those numbers. And I just can't say definitively how much these things help them. And I don't think the home run totals tell you that. I don't. I I, I don't think you can look at the home run totals, say that Barry Bonds hit X percentage more uh, in this particular year than he did in any other year, and thus steroids helped him by X percentage. Because mm-hmm. I think as time goes on, uh, hitters get smarter, and hitters can shrink their strike zone, as Barry Bonds did, and they get more selective, and they train better. And 
you know, maybe 73 was a confluence of those things plus the PEDs, which in no way do I discount. They helped. They helped. And, and you have to say they help because they help with speed. They help with strength. They help with stamina. They help with all these things that make for better players. But just how much they help and just how pervasive they were and us not knowing those things, I, I have a tough time making definitive judgments because of that. All right, Jeff, I, I'm going to let you go here. I know you're incredible. Real quick, and next time you're in town, let's just sit and do this for, uh, you know, for like an hour on the radio because I, I, I have so much respect for you and we just see it a little bit differently. And I would love to sort of talk it through and I think that the audience would get a kick out of it. But quickly, well, we begin this chase here. Who, where is it going to wind up? Who's going to wind up in the World Series in whatever it is, four weeks? Uh, my picks are Atlanta and Houston. Um, there, there are tiers in these playoffs, Greeny. Yeah. And the top tier is the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Astros. The next tier is probably the Mets and the Yankees. And then I think there's a pretty wide berth with everyone else. So if it's not two of those five teams in the World Series, uh, it will really surprise me. But uh, I also have to remember uh, – Baseball, as much as the regular season grind is about who is superior, October is quite often about who's luckiest. And, you know, all it takes is one of these teams, all 12 of whom are talented, to catch a heater, and they could end up with a ring on their fingers. We'll find out. Travel safe, my friend. Thank you, as always. And I will see you soon. That's my buddy, Jeff Passon, who's very good. And, you know, that, that's one of the things that I like about doing this is that we can have we got two people who just see something differently. I'm not fighting with him. He's not fighting with me. I really like that. We just don't see it the same way. And we can continue talking about it. I should also remind you that the road to the World Series goes through us on ESPN Radio. You'll hear every pitch presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And that's another thing to remind you. You can watch this show live now in the ESPN app. Just open the app, hit watch on the bottom, and you'll be able to watch our show live. I'm going to get to a, I'm going to spend the rest of the show on other things. But, Hembo, real quick, just summing that up, your thoughts on the discussion we just had uh, to put a final ribbon on it. I think Jeff's perspective is outstanding. I'm sort of more on your side when it comes to the record book. And the one word that Jeff used that I think often gets inserted into this conversation, of which I'm not comfortable, is moral or morality. Bob Costas on our show last week, you, what he effectively said was, it's not about morality, it's about authenticity. And those are two very different things. We can acknowledge that, and I guess you could even say Bonds and McGuire and Sosa could be sympathetic figures now or victims of circumstance now because they were doing what everyone else was doing just better. But that does not mean that we can't contextualize what happened without, say, making them all pariahs for doing what everyone else was. Yeah. I, think you can have the, I think you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, keeping them out of the Hall of Fame and acknowledging what happened don't have to be antithetical That's to right. each other. We've turned that into that, but it doesn't have to be the way that it is. I, actually, I think if those guys were in the Hall of Fame, this conversation would be easier to have huh. um, because it feels like they're being punished so severely already. Look, it's much more important to be in the Hall of Fame in the big picture than it is to have a record, I think. Uh, and McGuire and Sosa don't even have records. So I, I think they're already being punished so significantly. Maybe there are people who don't want to see it anymore. Anyway, we'll get to all the football coming up, including the one team in the NFL that may be better situated than any team in a long time. Greeny, the podcast. 
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are back on Get Up, Get Up, excuse me, back on ESPN Radio, sorry, busy day. ESPN Radio, where you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Lots of baseball so far today. Let's turn our attention to football. So we have four of us here on this show routinely, and we are the hashtag crew. Amongst us, I root for the Jets. Hembo roots for the Eagles, Nuno roots for the Giants, and Bubba roots for the Cowboys. I have stories that impact all four of those teams. The first one is going to make one of us very happy and two of us extremely miserable. There is a team in the NFL that right now might be situated better than any team I can think of in years. This is a team that I think legitimately could win the Super Bowl this year and have happened to them the best thing that I think can happen to an NFL team, which is to have a very high draft pick in a year where there are very desirable quarterbacks in the draft and to not need one. There's nothing better, nothing more valuable than a high draft pick in a draft with good quarterbacks if you don't need one. Just ask all the, just, just, just ask what it was like for San Francisco to trade up and get Trey Lance. Just look at the whole that teams get for these spots that equal these big quarterbacks. If you can do that and win the Super Bowl in the same year, I'm not sure you could be in better position. 
And to the dismay of Nuno and Bubba and the delight of Hembo, the Eagles are in that situation. It's impossible not to say right now they look like a Super Bowl caliber team. Did you also know that through all of the outstanding finagling of the draft that Howie Roseman has done, what he has left himself with is they have New Orleans first round pick. Right now, the the Saints stink on ice. If they continue to, that could trend towards being a top five pick in a draft where I think there were going to be seven quarterbacks that go in the first round. Definitely three or four of them that go in the top seven, eight, nine picks. So if you've got that and you've got Jalen Hurts, not only are you set up for the present, but you can set yourself up for the future better than anybody. What do you think of that? Uh, Oh, I mean, that's music to my ears. But I have to say, Jalen Hurts is the reason why this whole thing works. Like he's the, he's the, you know, he's the cog because Jalen Hurts to be your starting quarterback and earn $1.3 million this season and $1.6 million next season with a high level of play makes him the most valuable asset in the NFL, even if Jalen Hurts isn't the best quarterback in the, in the NFL. The differential between Jalen Hurts and literally anyone else is not as great as the differential in the amount of money that they make and the amount that Howie Roseman, the Eagles general manager, has been able to do with that differential. And so the Eagles, like you said, might be the best team in the NFL right now in part because of that. Right now, the Saints have what is scheduled to be the number four pick in the draft, and Jalen Hurts being a second-round pick is going to be extremely cheap this year and next, and then we can do the franchise tag thing if we want or try to sign him to a team-friendly contract. How miserable does this make you, Nuno? It is what it is, but I would say if I'm the Eagles, um, it, I mean, it is, it is what it is. He's going to find a way to rain on it. Watch him poo-poo. Go no, ahead. Let's hear the poo-poo. I, I'm going to say, I, my question for Hembo is, is, is Jalen Hurts on the Kyler Murray level? Because that's the type of contract he's going to eventually get. So if I'm the Eagles, the way I play this is with that pick with the New Orleans top five pick is you take one of those younger quarterbacks because and then you move on from him because of the fact that you can get four more years at a rookie contract based upon what you have. Mm. Like that's what you probably do, because also you could probably if Jalen Hurts continues playing on this, you know, continues playing the way he is, you could you could get a lot for him. So what is more valuable, the trade assets and a rookie QB on a five-year contract or paying uh, paying Jalen Hurts what you paid, actually probably going to have to pay him more than what you paid Kyler Murray? Okay, so here's what Nuno has just done, whether he meant to or not. And we brought this up on the TV show this morning briefly. He just brought up what I think is going to become one of the most interesting things in pro football for the next generation. What is more valuable to have? If you have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, this question doesn't apply to you. What is more valuable to have? A very good quarterback, someone who is maybe, you know, the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. Now, maybe Jalen Hurts is capable of being better than that. I'm not saying he isn't, but let's just, let's just say he winds up being in that neighborhood. Are you better off having that guy and paying him $40 million a year? Or are you better off letting him, quote-unquote, graduate, 
bring in someone new and just keep trying to go with young quarterbacks who are inexpensive and use that money to build the rest of your roster? That's a fascinating question. It sure is. The answer to that question, based upon the last 20 years of data, is have Tom Brady be your quarterback and let him take up 10 or 12% of your salary. Well, but that's just unrealistic. Of course, but what I'm saying is that if you can find a way to have that guy to have a quarterback that you... See, there's something valuable about certainty. If you're drafting a kid in the first round, even, there's no certainty there. What we know for sure is that Jalen Hurts right now is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So the answer to the question is, if you have your guy and you are willing to manage the salary cap, you can be really good for a really long time. Well, what you're saying is the best scenario is to have a guy who plays like one of the best quarterbacks and you don't have to pay him like one of the best quarterbacks. And that was a unique situation with Brady that we may never see again. I'm Greening. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive commercial insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Meanwhile, there's another team that may have just as good news, and it's mine. Next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.